This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hands Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual with Scott and Alex. Say hello. Bonjour. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Not wrong podcast, Alex. Oh, shit. This week, we're talking about Brotherhood of the Wolf. Les Pas de Lou, you mean, Jeff? Sure. Were they hungry? <laughs> if I was to say that, read the way I see it. It's Les Pacta des Loops. Loops. Lupus? Is it lupus? <laughs> it's, it's never lupus, except when it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lupus. Um, all right, this movie came out in 2001, directed by Christoph Gans, written by Stefan Cabal, Stefan Cabal, and others, Cabal, or whatever. Starring Samuel Le Bihan, Mark Dacascos, Yerame Rinier, Vincent Castle, Emile de Quinn and Monica Bellucci. Oh yeah, that's the only name I do from this movie. Is there any? Are there any of these people from other stuff? Uh, you, yeah, Mark Dacascos. Oh yeah, besides Mark Dacascos um, and Le Chief or Le Fleur. No, Le Fleur. <laughs> Le Fleur from uh, Oceans. Oceans. No, it's not, no, it's not. It's not. It's not Le Fleur. I thought it was Le Fleur. No, no, no. Le Chief is the the villain from. The first Daniel Craig Bond movie, the Casino Royale. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. This one's Lamarck. No, no, Lamarck's... Okay, no, that's not correct either. Lamarck... <laughs> so, so, yeah, Lamarck... Yeah. Oh, you La- gotta bleep that now. Yeah. Oh, La- La- Lamarck is uh, the... God damn it, stop it. <laughs> the He's he's her dad in, in the second one, in Ocean's 12. The, that's right. The actual is Tulur. Oh yeah, to lure. Yeah, but he's the the villain in Ocean's Twelve, Jeff, the French dude. It just sounds like you're conjugating in Latin right now, so I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> um, all right, Scott, you now made of this movie. What's your history with it? So I did 100 percent saw this in the theater. Uh, I I want to say I saw it at the the Irvine like the UCI theater, the one that shows all the art art house stuff. Um, and foreign stuff, as as this movie is indeed uh, French. Um, we, oui. yeah, saw it with uh, saw it with some friends. Uh, you know, this is back two thousand one. We didn't really know what it was all about, uh, and uh, was was very surprised. <laughs> this movie would be kind of kind of difficult to describe to somebody, uh, but yeah, I remember enjoying it at the time. I. I I do remember, you know, now now that we sat down to watch it again, and I was thinking about it, that I do remember it being a little long. <laughs> uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, full full disclosure on that one. Uh, not not as long as the version that we watched was, though. Uh, but yeah, this this was definitely an interesting movie. I am a little surprised that this was two thousand one. Uh, so this was a, a I don't want to say it's avant garde. Uh, but it, it's definitely doing some interesting things, uh, especially for a French flick. Uh, 
at, at this at this point in in blockbuster territory. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the for the record on IMDb, it says the movie's two hours and twenty two minutes. So director's cut didn't add much to it because ours was two thirty with credits. Huh. So yeah, it's a long movie. No matter which version you're going to watch. I wonder if they added maybe more of the French Revolution stuff. I, I I do remember that like at least part of that happening. So I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. All right, I'll go next. I never even heard of this movie until Scott. Well, it's been on his list for probably over a couple years now. He's never picked it. We finally picked it, and uh, yeah. It's French. It's all subtitles, which I have no problem. I mean, I do have a problem with it, but not that big of a problem with it. The length was really bad for this movie, but well, a lot to say about it, good and bad. Um, I guess I'm glad I've seen it. Alex? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually Scott that recommended this movie, and uh, when we watched it, uh, I think he you had already bought the DVD to it, or at least rented it. <laughs> yeah, I... I... I could not remember where I owned this at some point. And, uh, yeah, I remember loving it. Uh, I don't remember it being quite that long. Yeah, yeah, full disclosure, as Scott was saying, this was the director's cut that we uh, watched. I don't... I, this one <laughs> was really long. I don't, the first time I'm watching it, I don't remember it being that long. But maybe all the sweet fight scenes and the choreography and the camera work and stuff... Uh, blinded me to all well, that. Well, well, if then. if you took out some of the, the slow motion, that probably would have been just like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, let's get into it. We're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, which number seven? Hey, good segue. All the slow motion. I did not remember. <laughs> I remember there being a lot of kicking. <laughs> yeah. As as a friend of the the podcast, Wade once said, talking about uh, the Jason Statham series Transporter, uh, those movies are seventy percent kicks. Uh, <laughs> that's what this movie felt like. Uh, I, I I I pretty much enjoyed all the action. Uh, Could have done without the constant constant slow motion. Um, sometimes they did the freeze frame. Uh, for oh yeah, for that like, one scene in the middle, like yeah, like when the the yeah, woman falls yeah. falls into the 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 mud pit or whatever. Uh, yeah, it was it was too much. It was like th- this is a post Matrix world, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it and it definitely shows here, um, which is really too bad because I thought like the for the most part the movie in general and the fight scenes are filmed really well. Um, they, 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 they do have kind of a, a, a little more of a, a, an Eastern flair to them, um, where you see a little, a little bit more of the action. Um, you know, there's a lot of cheats with the close ups and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, Manny doing flips and shit. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there just, there was so much slow motion in this and it wasn't even in the action sequences either. Um. Uh, they just randomly throw it in for, for different parts of the movie. Uh, it was just kind of ingrained everywhere. And it, and it was masturbatory. It was too much. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Hi. All right. Uh, that's on my list a little higher up, Scott, but I, I agree the slow motion. Uh, my number two, or my number seven, uh, we already talked about it, but this movie was too damn long. Um, 
I usually don't like long movies. I, it doesn't seem to annoy me as much as uh, Scott seems to be the guy on here that really bugs about long movies. But this one, I kept thinking the movie was almost over. I was like, oh, it's kind of coming over. Hey, they're out. We figured out this part, right? Okay. So, and then, no, so I still have an hour left in this goddamn film. And, like, for me, this was a a very roller coaster of emotions movie. Like, oh, I can't even find anywhere to download this movie. I hate Scott. I don't want to watch this thing. <laughs> okay, I finally got it. Let's turn it on. Oh, sweet. The whole thing's in French, and I got to read the whole movie. Ugh. It it does feel like two and a half movies. Good. And then I, st- I watched it. I, I always give it a bit of the doubt, even as much as I bitch and complain about it. And it was like, oh, you know what? This isn't bad. Okay, I'm kind of into this. And then there was something that happened, a little bit lull. I was like, oh, God. And then something good happens. But then toward the end, it just, if it would have ended like an hour and 40 minutes into it, I think it would have got a match. I would have liked it a lot more. It just kept going on at the end. I was just, I didn't even care anymore. So I'd just be over so I can review this thing. So uh, there is the, good stuff I'm going to talk about in this yeah. movie, but the length really hurt it for me. The, the, mov- the movie did have to spend an inordinate amount of time being French. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. honorable mention for me, I have too long, and the honorable mention was too French. <laughs> yeah. And as Al Bundy once said, it is wrong to be French. <laughs> so, too long. Is That's my number seven. Uh, Alex. Yeah, same. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. If, if they just cut out some of the, the pomp and circumstance bullshit with the powdered wigs and everything, just <laughs> cut out like 80% of that. Just to the to nuts and bolts. Uh, here's a furry fish. Oh no, it's fake because the taxidermist is really good. And the French guy coming in doing the fake monster and yeah, cut like a lot of that. Just keep the nuts and bolts of it uh, of the bureaucratic bullshit to get to like the cool fight scenes and the monster and, and the blood and gore and shit. Like, does even the romance need to be in this movie? Like, I know that's one of the reasons he comes back at the end, but like, I don't know. Then, uh, yeah, I thought that was okay. It was fine. It was like I said, it was fine. They they tried to. It, it was a pivotal point in the director's mind, in the writer's mind. But I felt like it wasn't like this love of this girl who's like, who cares? He saw her and she's pretty. Like I, I, yeah, I don't know. There were far more interesting things in this movie than that relationship, and I just it felt like so much was wasted on it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, all right, Scott, number six. Okay, number six is the the thing I, I remember now. Walking out of the theater, uh, the thing we wanted to talk about most, besides Monica Bellucci, uh, <laughs> is the is the whip sword. Uh, I don't I don't think I've ever seen anything like that uh, before this. Uh, you didn't play Soul Caliber then. Well, was two thousand one? Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, 20 I years ago. Soul, Soul Edge. I probably, you know what, I probably had seen Ivy before. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and this is, it, it was really cool. Um, it was definitely the the better of the, the two big CGI things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the big... I, I was, I, I'm still confused about what the the monster is supposed to be. Is it a lion? Really? I yeah, think it's, it's supposed to be a lion. Okay, it is because the lion that bit his hand off. He says a lion, right? In the yeah, that kind so of. So I just right. assumed. He managed, managed to bring it back, and he had a litter of cubs. Yeah, and then they trained. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I guess it's a lion. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm pretty uh, sure it's a lion. Um, yeah, the, the whip sword was just it was really cool. Uh, it, was, it was something unique. Um, you think about it, again all the the wacky action shit going around the the end of the '90s, early aughts. Uh, this was kind of a standout thing, I thought. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Super all cool. Right. Um, all right, we're on to my number six, which was Scott's, I think, number seven, which was too much slow motion. Uh, you kind of compared it to The Matrix. I was thinking more like, remember we talked about Braveheart a few weeks ago, how some of those scenes just are super slow and take forever. That's what some of these felt like to me. Less Because it wasn't like, in The Matrix, at least it's Neo like slowly dodging bullets. And this one was felt like a lot of just... What, what, my, my point was just that they everybody had seen The Matrix and they had to be like, we have to do, like we have to be like The Matrix in some sure. way. Yeah, so that, mm-hmm. that's... So that that's the natural comparison, I think. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree with what you're saying. It's it's like the Matrix is is different. What it's doing is different. Yeah. So to me, it felt like more like Braveheart, which that's before Matrix, right? That's like mid nineties. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. early nineties. Yeah. So um, anyway, it was just a little too much. Like you, we could shave fifteen minutes off this movie without that. <laughs> and so anything to shorten this movie, I'm all for. Alex, what's your number six? My number six is the setting. I love the uh, the the countrywide the countryside shots and everything. Those are gorgeous. Uh, but I the seventeenth century stuff. Uh, super, uh, this movie made me super interested in not so much the politics, but just you know the rural places, uh, the small villages and stuff 18th, like that. Eighteenth, eighteenth, eighteenth century. Uh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like you said, Jeff, with it, it kind of reminded me of uh, Braveheart in that sense, with all the countrysides and everything, and and people still living in villages and getting by day by day, and uh, throw, toss in a scary monster, you got yourself a movie. <laughs> Boy, you got a movie going. <laughs> I agree with the countryside. That that era, though. God damn it! With the cool tricorder hats and the tall the tall uh, collars. I did. I did like. Faces. I did yeah, like Carter. the hats. I did like the hats. Yes. Did not like the mullets. Yes, no mullets. <laughs> mullets powdered wigs and powdered makeup. Wigs. And... It's like, oh, everybody had such a punchable face. <laughs> hey, a couple of the shots where they would go back to... Were they at Versailles in some of those or no? Like, the one the yeah. one shot, the one shot... Yes, that was Versailles. When they went mm-hmm. to the king, right? And everything? Yeah, I'm pretty... I don't think that was historically... Well, was it? I think that monster. might actually... I forget when they actually moved out to Versailles, but... Yeah, I think that well, was, it was right Versailles. before the French Revolution. I mean, that's where the French Revolution. So this is like thirty years before the French Revolution. Yeah, so it probably place. was. I don't know. I just I've only been to France once, but I did go to Versailles, and that's what it looked like. But I don't know how many things look like that in <laughs> in France. So that that is true. Like, like that the interior shot, I have no idea. But the, basically, the outside looked like almost like stock yes. footage, almost. Yeah, yeah. Like you could tell, like they they had like an hour to film and then went out and did it. Yeah. God, I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but that just garden goes on forever. I, I ever I, I was there, um, and due to like scheduling nonsense, I had a basically there was a huge line to get into the to the palace. So it was basically stand in line and go through the palace or go hit the garden. You don't have time to do both. So okay. <laughs> so I've been to Versailles and I have not actually been inside the palace. The garden's better anyway. The garden, I, I, I did not regret my choice. Though. The garden was yes. amazing. I mean, 
for a person like me in the palace, was like, oh, cool, more tapestries. I mean, I felt like I was fucking Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. <laughs> I was about like, to say it. You beat me to it. <laughs> it's a lot of fine art and tapestries that I don't really care about. At least the garden, are just like, man, it's a lot of maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bolts are you using there, buddy? <laughs> no, like, it is seriously, I don't even know how to, if you haven't been, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, we got to this one point, you walk the grounds, and you feel like you're walking forever, and then you look down, and there's just this path that goes on, like, oh yeah, that's all still part of this. You can go down there, but you, it might be dark time by the time you, like, if you make a loop around our big, like, mirror pond or whatever. It's there, like, Jesus. There, there was, there's one part of it. That's just this path with trees that are like all the same height and yeah, like they like. But we're not talking about like shrubs, like topiary, like trees, <laughs> and they like perfectly line the path, and it's 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 almost uh, kind of almost a little eerie. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. And we went on a special. Was it like Sundays? One day we went. They said they. That's when they. Turn on the fountains and play the music. It was like one day of the week where they do that or something. And we got to experience that, which was cool, I guess. But then also, all right, side since we're already doing a sidebar. <laughs> so we did it with a private tour. It was, uh, so du- I went on that trip with Dustin. So it was Dustin and I, and there was two other um, groups with us, the small groups. And we were in this little uh, minivan, and the guy who's driving us there, and he kept telling us, okay, I'm going to drop you off. You got to meet up with whoever there. And when you're done after it, make sure you meet up at the restaurant behind the church. And that'll from there, because after this part of this tour, then Dustin and I got to go another part that was to the Louvre. (laughs) And I'm tired. I mean, this is like halfway through the trip. We're not sleeping. We're doing train rides and everything. So every time I'm getting a car, I'm just like passing out. And so he kept mentioning restaurant behind the church. And then finally, I'm like fading in the back of the, the van. And all of a sudden he goes... Is that right? And I go, <laughs> I just wake up out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah, the restaurant behind the church. And everyone just started laughing at me. Oh, man. That's not what he asked. I felt like I was back in school when you're not paying attention to the teacher calls on you. You just yeah. blurt out something. Oh, man. It was three, pretty rude. Three-headed dog. They can't be right. Yeah. But I just remember, like, I certainly felt like a school. Like, oh, he'd always call my name. He's asking me to say something. And I just blurted out the last thing I remember him saying. And it was totally wrong. It was more like, do you have your reservations? Restaurant behind the church. <laughs> All right. After that sidebar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on uh, Scott's Scott number five? five. Yeah. All right. Number five, I, I completely forgot. I, I mean... 2001, maybe I didn't even think that hardly hard about it, but uh, forgot how cringy all the the Native American stuff is. The... Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, magic men. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like okay, they're, they're like the character himself. They're they're kind of treating respectfully, like he's he's clearly smart. Uh, he he's an ass kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they do play up like the whole noble savage kind of bullshit, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's like naked, like because <laughs> I guess that's how he's supposed to fight. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe that I was actually know. based on something like the, the actual. I I I don't know. Uh, maybe there were bits and pieces of it that that were accurate, but for the most part, yeah, it was just it was cringy and and I. It's funny because again, this movie is is French, so like. 
always mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to me like what the other side of of the pond like in Europe what they thought of of like American lore I guess uh, you know what 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 did they picture when they thought of the the Native Americans with the like cowboys and Indians kind of stuff yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah so the, we get a little bit of that here. Uh, yeah. They must have thought they all had like magical bracelets full of like magical nose yeah. cocaine. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's sprinkling satanic rituals. That's cool. Oh, you know that religion that's very dear near to your heart? <laughs> Come talk about it and do some party tricks for everybody. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What a shitty brother. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it's definitely dated. He he was not the bad guy. It's kind of like, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cringy. <laughs> Scott nailed it. Yeah. All right. Um, my number five. And so I have the twist question mark. Like how early into the movie are you supposed to know what was going on? Because I I felt like I knew it pretty early on. But I don't know if you're supposed to know it pretty early. Like I knew right away it was it was that guy with the missing hand. Like I knew pretty early on that it was the it was a lion inside of a, a cage thing or whatever, or a oh, suit of armor. armor. Yeah. Uh, and then you know when he was dead, I mean obviously I knew she was po- she poisoned him and she was going to bring him back to life. Like so, a lot of that I knew. Were you supposed to know that or? You know, felt, and then the I fact that like the name the... of the movie was called Brotherhood of the Wolf, I'm like oh it's some <laughs> conspiracy that they're you know like. Secret yeah. society they're trying to protect. So I, I don't know. It felt I really wasn't shocked by almost anything in this movie. I, I, <laughs> I felt like the whole her poisoning him was like barely necessary to the plot. Yeah, like like she could have busted him out. Like they could have they could have done something. I guess it was it was it was cheap. It was for the audience' sake. Like oh, he's actually dead. Uh, you know, kind of thing, as opposed to like, oh, there was a fire in the in the jail and he burned up or whatever. The, yeah. just or, the bones or whatever. She could have just walked out with him. Hey, everybody in here owes her a favor. Well, well, like, well I think I think they still had to like fake his death for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. I guess for that I, sneak attack at the end. Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess all those other guys with the guns weren't enough. But yeah. Well, I guess I guess he didn't know they were gonna be there. I think that was the the thing. I yeah, I still don't know like maybe. Yeah, in, anyway, yeah. It was it was a little weak. Yeah, I don't like I said, it was well since so not the guy with the you know, the obvious guy with the missing hand and who's acting like a dick, like, okay, well it's probably not him, but then like thirty or forty minutes in I'm like, No, I think it is gonna be him and then he mentioned the lion attack and then as soon as you got a somewhat non blurry view of the creature. I'm like, okay, I could see that's a light. That's a big tiger or, you know, a big cat underneath there. So that must be him. And then this, the silver, I mean, I think when you're supposed to know is when he pulls a silver bullet out of Manny's body, right? Like that's right, supposed right. to be. Right. Well, as soon, as soon as he mentions like, oh, I have special bullets. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's going to come into play later. Um, other than the, the marquee and, the the Sardis. The, so, so, okay, so the Marquis uh, and his dad. The Marquis. So the Marquis and his dad, and that one random other dude, who was the other <laughs> father, like nah. they were all in on it, right? Yeah, yeah. 
because there's the one guy that that's there in the end when when he when he's when she's dying, that's like been there the whole time. Was, oh, I don't know if that was her father. Like I couldn't remember who that guy was supposed to be. That's I think that's the grandfather of the kid that gets his arm like broken. No, no, no that's a different guy. And anyway, it's not important, mm-hmm. but it's like all, everybody, everybody except for like like two or three of them, they were like every, everybody you see is like in on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh no. They said that the twist to me wasn't that good of a twist. I don't know if it was, but I don't know if it was supposed to be, because usually I don't really usually twists get me because I don't try to figure it out. But some of these were so obvious, I was like, oh, am I supposed to be knowing this? Or maybe the fact that I'm reading it as opposed to listening to it makes a difference. Where well, they kept they kept know. they kept doing the close ups on his ring too. Well, that like, yes, they, they did it like three or four times. <laughs> We get it. Hey, where's the dog with the shifty eyes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is the design of the beast. I thought it was pretty cool. It didn't always look great, especially in the CG. But every once in a while, they would have like a practical, like uh, you know, solid puppetry type of thing. Uh, but overall, I, I thought they did a really good job designing this beast, and also, you know. Horror 101 never showed the thing for most of the movie. And for the most part, they didn't up until, you know, the last two hours of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I thought yeah, it was course, cool in, in the, the girl's flashback that it's like a big puppet. Yes. That was pretty awesome. But yeah, the whole, the, the bone, like oversized bone skeleton with the metal things and stuff as, as fake teeth and everything, the spikes on the back like surgically altered pretty much in order to look like this giant hell beast. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. All right. Scott, number four, number four. Uh, this movie does a really, does a couple of, of really cool edits, uh, scene transitions. Um, there's one early on where like, <laughs> Lucci's boobs. I was, mm-hmm. Sorry. Yes, uh, I was Sorry. just gonna say there, there's there's one where there, there there's like somebody like wakes up and you see their eye and then transitions out into like the countryside. Um, but yes, there's the other one where the camera like pans over one of uh, Monica Bellucci's boobs. <laughs> we get taken on a trip to Boob Mountain. Uh, but yes, it, the Grand Tetons. It, it, basically, <laughs> it, like it, like transitions into this this hill on top of a mountain. Uh, I thought it was, it was it was really cool. Um, you know, if if you're gonna be exploitative of of of, uh, of your actresses, um, this is probably the best way to be. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It felt it felt like it's be something in a naked gun movie or something. Yeah, it's uh yeah it was it was it was a bit much. I, I thought it was, I thought it was it, it was it was cool. Uh, like I guess I was trying to think if if she wasn't naked, I, I think. Like, if it was just, like, tight-fitting yes. sheet or whatever, like, you still could have achieved the same effect. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, definitely, like, somebody, like, lovingly planned out that whole sequence. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, when they, they were, somebody was storyboarding this, that was, like, the first thing that they, <laughs> they, they, they drew up. Like I, I, I literally snorted when I was like that. Would probably think I was drinking soda at the time. I was like, Jesus, Belucci Mountains. All right, 
that's my number four now. Mm-hmm. Which is... The, I know this is 2001, but the CGI on the Beast was pretty bad. I didn't yep. like it. Took Agreed. me out of it. Um, other CGI in the movie, too, is pretty awful. So, that's my number four. Mm-hmm. Alex? My number four is Monica Bellucci as Sylvia. Uh, I just thought over a... I mean, <laughs> boob mountain transition notwithstanding, the uh, her character was pretty freaking awesome and i thought was one of the most interesting characters in the movie and we hardly ever get to see it ever uh her costumes are always super elaborate Uh, a lot of artistry went into those her character was cold and you can see how her veneer was breaking when she was uh around what's his face the main guy the chevalier yeah the chevalier uh, and honestly, her turning out to be like a... Did you see that one coming, Jeff? Her being like a spy for the Roman Catholic Church? Uh, not... No, not... Well, I knew she had a bigger part to play and that she knew a lot of secrets. I did not... Not for the Roman Catholic Church. No, I did not see that, obviously. Okay. So I thought that was, like, super cool. And I I would like to see just a movie of her, of that character, Sylvia and Monica Bellucci, going on on spy adventures for the for the Catholic <laughs> Church. It'd be awesome. Yeah. The uh, the the fan cut was pretty awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that, was so, that, so the the crazy woman I never could quite get a beat on her. I was I like yeah, she was almost, for like most of the movie. I was I was trying to get like where like how they were trying to frame her, and yeah, it just turned out she was just crazy. Like, I guess she yeah. was evil. She was nuts with like seizures and. Whatever. Yeah, that would that would that handle her weird. Seem crazy though, but like the first they make it seem like like she has a connection with with Mark Cascas's character Manny, mm-hmm. and then she's attacking him toward the end. Like it just it didn't make a lot of her character didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, like I could see, except for the scene where she has a seizure, everything kind of made, was in character. But then she has a seizure, so like okay, so she's. All right, she's she's got some illnesses and stuff, and she's not really a witch. But you can see how people would think she's a witch if she's doing shit like that. But then, yeah, the rest of the movie, she's just flat out crazy and evil. And yeah, I don't know. Her character was weird. Her dad was the Starlight Keeper. <laughs> what is he? No, I mean, this oh. pretty much <laughs> her dad is pretty much that character. Oh, yeah, I thought that was what's what's that guy's name. Randolph Scott. Randolph Scott. <laughs> Not the Sarlacc Keeper. You mean the Rancor Keeper? Yeah, that's the one. My bad. <laughs> yeah, but she what's his me. what's his name in the what's his character's name in Return uh, of the Jedi? Malakali? Is that Malakali? I think that is Malakali. Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway. Malakali. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, where are we at now? I'm lost. Uh, Scott's number four? Three. Three. Okay, my number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, you pretty much already mentioned this, but the uh, the, the effort that went into making this a, a period piece, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. this, I think you could safely call this movie a period piece. Yeah. Um, outside of, like, some of the other things that are, that are going on in. Um, I mean, obviously, it can all be true. Like, like the guy's wearing, like, boxer briefs. <laughs> that was weird. Um, the but outside of that, yeah, like the costuming, like the the hats, 
Um, you only get to really see like the, the interior shots are always like very sparse, uh, with with a couple of exceptions, um, but it all felt fairly authentic. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just for the for the for the. This is definitely a genre movie, a genre bending movie. Uh, it mm-hmm. it's it's kind of weird the the amount of effort they went into making this period appropriate. So yeah, it's kind of like those movies that came out like ten years later, like the. Lincoln versus the vamp, whatever those Lincoln versus the werewolves and yes, yeah, like Pride like and Prejudice and zombies. zombies. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, they just tried like they went not that far, but they still put the effort. It was weird. Um, all right, my number three has already been said, uh, Monica Bellucci, and uh, for a couple reasons. And hey, oh, I don't really mean that, but uh, <laughs> the fact that she was just somebody I knew in this movie, I was like, oh, cool. At least I know. I know who she is. Um, yeah, she's obviously easy on the eyes. And then, as you guys already said, her character was pretty cool in the stuff that she did in this movie. So, Monica Bellucci, number three. Nice. I, Scott. Um, just w- one more note okay. about, about Bellucci. I, I, I'm hoping she wasn't dubbed over. <laughs> but uh, I did like that they actually like let her act in French. Whereas, like, Dacascus, like he has, like, like, 20 lines in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I, maybe she's she was already fluent going in this movie. I don't know. Um, I had a question about that, and said she later on she acted in French films. So, because that was my thought. Isn't she Italian? And then yeah, um, it said she acted in other French films. So okay, I don't know what that means. If this means she speaks French, but I would assume she probably does. Especially if she was a, she was a model, right? Like she's probably in France, Paris a lot. I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, number three. My number three is Mark Dacascus as Manny. That's freaking great. Uh, Yeah, when I saw this movie, I had only seen him in Only the Strong. And so I knew I was in for some martial arts goodness when Mark Dacascus is involved. And he he delivered. He had a lot of cool stuff going around. And his hair was fabulous. (laughs) It was just awesome. The hair whips and everything every once in a while. And he, <laughs> like, you're in a fighting game and you want to taunt the other player to boost your power meter. He did, like, that little taunt flick. That was awesome. Pizza, Manny. Yeah. Pizza. Mm hmm. Yeah, poor Manny. Yeah, that stupid girl. Yep. Mm hmm. All right. I agree. I have a little more about to say this later. Scott, number two. Okay. Uh, my number two is, um, and I haven't really talked too much about the action here, but uh, I think my favorite bit was the lodge raid, as, as I have in my my notes. Yeah. Um, I did, I did almost laugh at the beginning of it when he shows up, and then he like fires two arrows and then like hits two guys and then runs away. I, I was expecting him to keep shooting or, or drop down at that point. I, I, I didn't quite know what his game plan was. <laughs> uh, but then all of a sudden he's inside and he's like kicking people through through walls and uh, you know they're all coming at him one at a time so uh, mm-hmm. everybody gets some like gruesome uh, or, or something very painful happened to them um, yeah that, that that was good shit the always the the rampagement is always good <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah the, the lodge raid and it eventually leads to to some some real answers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, what do you? What's the lodge raid? Which one is that one? So that's when after after Manny's been killed, he he dresses himself up in like warrior garb, <laughs> and then uh, the main he character keeps his clothes on. He keeps his clothes on, and he shows up at the that lodge or whatever where they're all like, where all like the Celts or whatever are, um, and uh, that's where we find out that that's where they're printing the the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes downstairs and he finds the where where they're keeping all the where they're keeping the dogs, oh, yeah. the beast, and, and, and yeah, the, beast. the dogs, uh, yeah. You see where Manny huh. met his end. Huh. Okay. I don't remember that scene. He, so the main character shows up at this like this is after Manny's been killed. Right. He, he shows up at, at this place. Fires a couple like flaming arrows into the stables. Oh, uses that as a distraction. Jumps into the house and starts like going sick house on everybody. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's my number two. I just have all the fights, um, good or bad. I think there was maybe one too many in this movie. There were a lot of fight scenes, uh, but for the most part, I enjoyed them, especially the ones with Manny. Like, I don't like, so this movie, I didn't know what to expect going in. So it was kind of weird. And then all of a sudden, like, Manny has that first fight at the hunt, right? At the beginning, where all of a sudden he's just fighting a bunch of dudes. I'm like, all right, this guy's badass. And then, uh, and then later on, you find out the other guy can fight too. Chevalier de Franc. What the fuck what was his name? Forsonk? Forskin? What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was Fransonk. There you go. Fransonk. Yeah. Anyway, all the fight stuff was really cool. Frong song. Frong song song. And I, I think I liked uh, Manny's fight. His basically his death fight, but the fight, oh, everything up until that, I think he was badass in that scene. And then obviously when uh, the other guy goes in, when Foreskin goes in and fights, when he comes back from the dead, and he comes back and kicks butt in that little secret meeting. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex. Number two. Uh, my number two is also the chain sword. Uh, I thought they did it pretty well, uh, except for the, yeah, a couple of CG shots in there of it retracting. Because, I mean, it kind of is... Well, I'm sure they could have figured out. It, it was uh, it. it was Marvel Combat Scorpion-esque. Yeah. But it was pretty neat. It going solid, slash, slash, and then all of a sudden breaking apart into pieces and then whipping it around, using it like more like a chain weapon and going back and forth. So it was uh, pretty neat. Cool weapon. All right. And then Scott, number one. So I, I always try to avoid doing this, but uh, just this movie as a whole, um, you know, combination of, of a few of my points uh, is that this, this movie is fucking insane. The, <laughs> this, yeah. this, like... I don't remember the last time we did a movie that that was this like crazy. Um, you know, last week with uh, True Romance, there was definitely weird choices. Um, and before this, I was thinking about it maybe like a boy and his dog um, of just oh, that like absolute good, yeah. weirdness. Um, but this this movie is different because just the level of insanity of like the the level of, of detail the lengths they went to get what they wanted from everything for, for two and a half hours uh and and the kind of movie that they wanted to make 
so this movie is, is clearly an action movie. Um, there's definitely horror. Uh, there, there's mm-hmm. like pseudo gothic French romance. Uh, there is uh, again, this is a period piece. Um, this is uh, definitely a, a a to use a pun here, a kind of a lone wolf. <laughs> like I can't really think of a movie that's quite like this. There definitely is a budget here, not not necessarily big Hollywood money, but again for for all those sets and the people and the, and the costuming, mm-hmm. uh, like they they just went to like a lot of detail and most of it is is competently done, um, and then just some of the choices that they make to uh, help help combine with how insane this is like so this movie like all the almost all the characters here except for like Manny are actually like very very loosely based on real people um and actually real events like at this in in France uh, at, the, at this point in history there actually were like a lot of random killings that they thought were wolves um so this is based loosely on that as well uh, so, so this is like, like historical as well, beyond being a period piece. Um, yeah, you just combine all that and, and it's, it's, it, it's, it really is nuts. And then they throw in to move the plot along. They, they throw in some bullshit, like native American mysticism, <laughs> like all of a sudden Manny can, can, can control wolves and, and they can bring people back to life. And there's the whip sword, like <laughs> there's. There's, there's a lot going on, and then finally, I fuck if I know like what they were, what point they were trying to make at the end of the movie um, about the French Revolution. Like I didn't get that <laughs> at all. I guess they're trying to compare like a literal beast to the terror that was going on during the French Revolution. I I couldn't tell. Like it, it seemed weird to me that they they had this whole sequence of of, of that. Um, yeah, it, it's just. The, the, the whole thing's kind of bonkers. So that, that's my number one. Nice. Yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> my number one's very similar. And I, I, whether I like this movie or not, they win for it. I mean, that's kind of what I put for Like, it, this is a period piece. They fucking this did. Could, <laughs> e- huh? They fucking did. Yeah, they were committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, this literally could have been... You watch this movie the first... 15, 20 minutes, just like, I, I, this just could be some BBC show. They have a French version of a BBC show, I guess. <laughs> but like, uh, just people dressed up with their shitty ass outfits from those days talking about rich people problems and some love affair of some, I don't know. Then all of a sudden they're hunting the beast. And then I, until they showed the beast, I wasn't sure if this was just some. This was a, what's that shitty Shyamalan movie? The Village or something where there was just some guys pretending to do stuff. Right. And I don't know. But then once I saw the beast, I'm like, okay, this there really are beasts in this. And I, I don't know. Did, did, for, for good or bad, you, they went for it. Did, let me ask you guys a question. In the opening sequence, did you think that was an homage to Jaws? Huh. Yeah. Because cause that's, that's, that's what I thought of. This time around, probably not the first time I saw it, but I mean, yep. Yeah, but is that the only movie? There's a lot of horror movies start out that no, way, right? With like some. Well, girl... just 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 the way she's getting like tossed around. 
Yeah, because like that. That's that specifically. Yeah. Yeah, you just see the top half stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that that was if that was uh, Jaws inspired. Looking back on, I can see that. I did not think that though, but I can see that. All right, Alex, number one. My number one is the fight choreography. Was great. I mean, they they did some. They went a little bit overboard with the slow motion and some of the camera cut choices and stuff was weird. But for the most part. Uh, this still wasn't the born era where they're doing the shaky cam bullshit on it. You could actually see, for the most part, what the Koskis was doing with all the moves and everything. Sometimes. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it, it, so, some of the shots did get weird, and yeah. <laughs> there was a, a bit of wire foo there when people got kicked. Uh, but most of it was, uh, yeah, pretty awesome. Very well done. Very creative, especially, you know, with the, uh, again, we're going back with the children chainsword fight that weapon was the star but let's not forget uh the chevalier with with the two swords and he kept spinning them around like saws a little bit every every once in a while that was pretty slick i'm, I'm surprised that like that luke basson had nothing to do with this yeah <laughs> that's true yeah but there All it is right. so um before we leave this mark to what else has this guy been in so most recently, he was in John Wick Three. I never mm-hmm. saw that. I still didn't watch. That. Okay, um, a lot of a lot of B action movies. Jeff, you may, maybe you might recognize him the most from the American version of Iron Chef. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, where he says where he says he's the the chairman's nephew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he always goes to, like he's gonna take a bite out of an onion and then he fakes out and does like an apple instead. Yeah. But he also does flips which the other guy doesn't, so Yeah. <laughs> like cuisine. That's a word. sweet fucking gig by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much they were paying him, but if it was enough to make ends meet, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. And he got to eat like That's true, he always he awesome did get to food. eat yeah, he got to eat everything too. Like I guess it would have been weird, like in his role as like the chair, the suit, the stand-in chairman. If he didn't, but, uh, mm-hmm. let's see, Dacascus. Yeah, we always talk about only the strong. Um, he was in one of those site where he was like a cyborg. I'm sure, like they all did one of those at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just basically Jeff, just a ton of like direct to video, direct to cable right. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like he's in a kids movie called The Legend of Hallowian. <laughs> Halloween he did, and Hawaiian he, combined. He did the, have a steady gig for a while in Hawaii Five O, the new series. Yeah, yeah. it looks like, like a or Agents of Shield. He was in that. Um, Mortal Kombat. He played Kung Lao in the Mortal Kombat. Legacy. I think that I think that was when Michael Jai White did like the short Mortal Kombat. Oh, uh, okay. He he was Jimmy Lee in Double Dragon. Ha! That's right. And speaking of it, he was also in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter sequels. So there, there you go. go. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions before we rate it? Uh, too French. Too French. It did think, again when when I, when I say it's too French, just a lot of scenes of them talking around, like a lot of dialogue yes. that maybe French people would latch onto, not me, and then. The whole—I wouldn't even call it a love triangle, but like that—that that, that seems like a super French thing. That that the, the the main love interest would be fine that he's been banging Monica Bellucci this whole time. Oh, she was <laughs> she was upset for a little bit. 
She she was upset, but Wait, she gets over it. Rings. She gets over it pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Monica Bellucci is very convincing. I guess. Well, yeah, because she told her that she was says her name in her in his sleep. Yeah. Which well, which, which you would think would make things even worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You slept with him. Like like just last night, <laughs> he yeah. was calling your name. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a weird thing. It's, uh... All right. Anyway. Let's rate it. On a scale of 1 to 7, 1 being garbage, 7 being perfection. Scott. Um, give this a 5. Uh, I, I Again, I'm impressed this was a 2001 flick. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on here. Um, it is it is way too long. I, I don't think it dragged as much for me as it did for you guys, it sounds like. Um, otherwise, it might be lower for me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, but yeah, this this is a, a, a solid, weird, action horror period piece. So five. Okay. I'll give it a four. I can't say that I hate it, and I can't say that I liked it. It's right there in the middle. It was too long. If it would have been shorter, maybe it would creep up into like, but can't do it. I'll never watch this again. Alex. <laughs> I'm also going to give this a four. Uh, yeah, it was just too long. Just cut out some of the political bullshit that's in there. Tighten it up a little bit. Uh, but the fight scene is really sweet, very creative. Uh, yeah, a lot a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears went into this movie, and it shows. So, All right. Yeah. And it's time for our crossover topic, which is what, Scott? Our top five brothels. Uh, brothels, bordellos, mm-hmm. houses of ill repute. Yeah. Um, so I'll go ahead and start... And, and steal one that's probably on Jeff's list. Um, and that would be a Joss Whedon thing. And, and in, in doing a little bit of research on, on uh, this to, to figure out what I wanted to put on my list. Joss Whedon likes brothels. <laughs> he <laughs> likes prostitutes and he likes brothels. Um, it's kind of a, a, a running theme in, in a lot of his shows. Uh, but anyways, the, the one that was literally about a... a uh, a very scientifically run uh, brothel, but that would be the Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's on your list or not, Jeff. It's not on my list. I thought about it, but I honestly, I watched that. I liked it, but I don't remember anything else about it. So, um, yeah, I didn't like. Definitely not one of my favorites, but um, I, the concept is really cool. Where yeah, they just basically program all these people. And they go out and, and become uh, escorts, basically, but programmed to whatever the, the people want. Um, actually, this, this comes up a little bit in Cyberpunk 2077. Um, they actually call them dolls, where people just let themselves get taken over by a computer program for a little bit. But um, Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's my number five is the dollhouse. Elijah Dushku. All right. Um my number five, and I don't know, if, honestly, I don't remember if this is a, if it's just a strip club or if it's a brothel, but I'm going to throw it on here anyway. It would be the Titty Twister from, from Dust Till Dawn. I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. All right. And was it a brothel or was it just yeah, a strip was, club? Is, well, aren't they like outside? Yeah, both. They're like outside, aren't they outside saying like the stuff about what you can yeah. get inside? I yeah, think but was that... Was it to get it or just look at it? Like I, I don't know. No, but, uh, I think I think that was get it. I think that was for the actual thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So that, yes. And, of course, the main reason, uh, well, besides Selma Hayek, would be, uh, yeah, Cheech doing his big speech at the beginning. Apple pie. Yeah, when he said apple pie pussy, Jason Biggs was all over it. You want you want <laughs> pussy for you want pussy for a better <laughs> what is it what's the line if you yeah, can yeah, find you pussy find for a better for a better prize, prize fuck you yeah. <laughs> it looks right at the camera <laughs> mm-hmm. all right so Tay Twister from from Dust Till Dawn is my number five Alex number five uh, this one my number five falls mostly into the house of ill repute <laughs> as Scott mentioned. But it's from The Simpsons and is the Maison Derriere. I I thought about that, but there's no actual sex going on there, right? No, but it is a house okay. of ill repute. There yeah. is their only burlesque house. Yeah, I'll allow it, Scott or Alex, because that's my number four. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. There was a song and everything. Yeah, uh, that's like one of the top five memes that I see these days. Yes, yeah. oh, your <laughs> name Bart. Oh, that one. <laughs> well, that's my favorite scene for the whole Scram- Grandpa Crampus Simpson. Simpson. Yeah. Is, your, is, your, is your parents know you're here? Uh-huh. All right. In that case, I'll have a whiskey salmon. Just <laughs> a bug coming in, hanging up his coat and hat, <laughs> yeah, and turning right around. Yeah. <laughs> so good. All right, I also uh, like the Maison Derriere is a great name, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Scott, number four. Uh, number four... Um, so, I don't think they, they call it this on the show for Game of Thrones. Um, it's a much bigger deal in the books and in the video games, at least one of them. Um, but that would be Shatayas, uh, which is the, the, the most famous brothel in, uh, in King's Landing. Is that Littlefingers? I think on the show, that's they, they don't... They, they basically removed her character. I mean, she's not she's not really a big character, but she, like it's called Shatayas, and she's like Myrish or whatever. She's from across the the sea. The, the okay, woman. So it's not Little Fingers. It's not Little Fingers. No. Okay. Um, at least not directly, like like it is in the show. Um, it's it's been a long time since I read the books, um, yeah. which is really sad because normally I'm I'm a nerd and we we'll read this stuff, um, but I kind of lost my enthusiasm a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a much bigger deal in in. In the books. Shatai is. All right. Uh, my number four, we already said, was the Simpsons one. So, Alex, which number four? My number four is, I don't know if this one had a name, but it's from the movie Shoot 'Em Up. And also Monica Bellucci's yeah. uh, in this brothel. And uh, <laughs> at first you think uh, the the no-name shooter, uh, what's-his-face, King Arthur? Clive Owen. Yeah, Clive Owen. Goes there, he opens like... It knocks on the door and a slit opens and you see a nun but <laughs> then it cuts to the other side of the door and she just has the top half on the rest of her is just bare ass naked <laughs> it's like oh damn he's eating a carrot mm-hmm eats a lot of carrots <laughs> oh yeah right. and uh Monica Bellucci's milking some dude alright Scott number three <laughs> uh number three is the white tiger our boss uh, is not White Tiger. <laughs> boss is not White Tiger. Uh, from Big Trouble in Little China. Honorable mention for me. Oh, damn it. Uh, if I'm not back in 15 minutes, call the president. <laughs> Just wait longer. Oh. 
for me, this bit honorable mention because in itself, there's nothing really special about it. It's just more of him acting in it. Right. It's more of the stuff. It's raining cats and dogs out there. Yeah, it's more him than the actual brothel itself. But we've got we've, we've got our top man on it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he punches the guy. He doesn't move, and he just gives that nod. Like, yep, I'm about to get my ass kicked. <laughs> God. It, actually, hold on. Eric just sent me a text message with him, that picture of him. Oh, God, what did it say? It's like a t-shirt. Yeah. Henry Swanson's my name and excitement's my game. And it has a picture <laughs> yeah. of, of him in the, with the glasses the making the stupid face. Oh, so good. Um, all right. Uh, well, my number three is the Game of Thrones. I just called the Little Fingers brothel because I, I don't think they gave it a name in the show so i don't know but that was well there were a few brothels throughout what the hell was it i god it's been so long what's the name of middle earth nope <laughs> westeros. westeros westeros thank you um or estos this is, this is anyway West, uh, westeros. The westeros rancheros please anyway the little finger problems were in there a lot, at least early on, at the early first few seasons. Well, they had they had the the one woman who was just in the show; she wasn't in the books. And then, yeah they they just had her on the show just so they could have somebody to kill off. <laughs> oh, Roz! I think Roz was her name. Yeah, yeah. Joffrey shoots her with an arrow, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the crossbow. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, Littlefinger's brothel is my number three, Alex. My number three, uh, I might have to get a ruling on this one, but if you guys haven't played it, it's from a video game called Yakuza 0. Now, they, they Nope, leave. won't allow it. That game nope. sucked. <laughs> that game is awesome. I've never heard of it. <laughs> this is, is this the cabaret? No, not the cabaret. This is when they go outside of the main city, the main like uh, uh, open world like sandbox in the city, Camarocho, and they go to like the red light district to go to the to the big hotel. That's the big brothel type of place. And up until you go, you walk that street and there's like little teeny tiny brothels with only like maybe one or two ladies. And they're always, you know, while they're, you're walking up, it's just in a cutscene. You don't actually get to explore, unfortunately. But the ladies are like, oh, come here. Look at my lady. She's so cute. Why don't you buy her for an hour? So pretty much like that whole town, that district. Okay. Is it all done up in the 80s? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's Yakuza, Yakuza Zero. Great game. Yeah. Cool. All right, Scott, number two. Number two is the Titty Twister. Um, also, it's just fun to say. <laughs> it's not a tongue twister, it's a Titty Twister. Titty Twister. All right, uh, well, my number two is The Last Resort, found on Mars in Total Recall. Oh, fuck, that's good, too. Scott, yeah, damn Honorable mention because I wasn't sure if it was like a full-on brothel. Oh, it was full-on. Yeah, because he like, Melina was his, you know, she basically, let's go upstairs and all that stuff. They had upstairs area, Scott. Right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you go upstairs. It's a brothel. It's, it's, they had a champagne room. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, last resort for Total Recall. That's where you get to meet the girl with the three boobs and all that fun stuff. And you have another show in your face around here. Look who's talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is uh, not from Showdown. Was it Big Trouble in Little China? But the other one, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah, spiritual sequel. (laughs) Not really. 
Um, also, where they go to that. That was yeah. Brandon Lee. I was also considered Mark Cass. Well, Brandon Lee. Yeah, it's Brandon Lee. They go to that uh, underground CD restaurant, and uh, people are eating sushi off of nude girls. I gotta imagine that's also a brothel, right? Maybe sure. not. No, I, I I honestly don't know. I've never done that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and given the state, I mean. and given the state of the world, I probably never will. <laughs> but I mean, you're eating food. That's how you get lady. COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Although I've heard, I've heard surfaces aren't are like aren't as dangerous as, as we thought. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Body sushi is back on the menu, boys. Yeah. Yeah. I just said it seems all very unhygienic. Just say it. Mm-hmm. Probably not worried about that when you're at a place like that. <laughs> All right. Um, then we're at, uh, Scott number one. Yeah. Number one, I think is, is, is pretty obvious, at least for me. And that's, uh, Moulin Rouge. Uh, oh, also. just missed my cut. <laughs> a bordello. Of blood. A house of ill repute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did a whole episode on this, so. Yeah. yeah go watch it. Or listen to it. Yeah, listen to it. Watch the movie and then listen to our podcast. All right. Well, my number one might be a more recency bias, but that'd be the Jim Saloon from Deadwood. And uh, there was definitely shenanigans going on in that place. And you saw everything because it was on HBO. So there you go. Dang. Floppy wieners? Uh, Yeah. Oh, okay. All kinds of... I'm in. All kinds of body parts <laughs> being shown in that and sexual acts and all sorts of stuff, so... And also, people get killed and drink and have a good time. And that gotta keep is. the customers happy. You can't have your horse crying. He won't let him let that happen. That's it, wow. Alex. Number one. Uh, my number one comes from one episode of a great TV show, Serenity. Right. Is this the Heart of Gold episode? Yes, it's the okay. Heart of Gold episode where they, uh, the gang, Mel and the gang, make their last stand to defend a brothel and the girls there. And some dudes. And some this, dudes. This, this, this yeah. is progressive. This is the future. Yeah, it is the future. But there's one guy with a laser gun. It's pretty much the only laser weapon you see in the whole in the whole show. Yeah. Well. Th- the only one that works, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Episode was fucked up, and but also, you know, eh, you know, kind of hopeful. So bit. this is this is the whole Joss Whedon likes, uh, yeah, brothel yeah. thing. He really does. He, so he, he had he had a cortisone, and then that wasn't enough. He actually had the <laughs> yeah. Just to go visit a, a brothel that's that's not the what what are they called? Companions. Oh yeah, the like, the head lady was a companion. Was was, night. but everybody else were just your run of the mill night workers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I forgot that one character was pretty much a high class hoe. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> what's her What's her name? The one from uh, Deadpool, right? Yeah. 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 And Monica. from V. Bellucci. What Bellucci? No. Anyway. 
All right, is that it? My honorable mention was uh, the way you said the Tigers in. The one from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, that's good. I should have been on my list. <laughs> All right, it's Harry time. Swanson's my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Oh, I actually forgot to look up sports stuff. What's happening? What's going on in sports? Uh, We're like a week away from... Baseball? Oh, si. Una pelota de baseball. I saw a funny thing online. It was the guy's name was called LaBarn James, and he was, he was like an Amish guy shooting basketball hoops in his barn. I did. I saw that too, Jeff, actually. He was like... <laughs> I don't yeah, know if he was Amish, but he was... He had it rigged so that the... He like pull on the, the net and the ball would come back to him. Yeah. 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 Oh, clever. <laughs> One thing I did read was... uh. Or it's heard on a podcast. Madison Square Garden is getting ready to allow fans back into uh, Ranger games, probably Knicks games too. But they're require only vaccinated people can go in. So somebody have to prove that you've had your shots, you've been vaccinated, and they're going to allow you in. I still don't think at one hundred percent capacity, but like that's the thing. That's something that they're doing. So yeah. I thought that was I interesting. W- I haven't heard that before. I wonder how many assholes are going to forge stuff just to. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's not something I'm worried about, but there's going to be people that are like, I'm going to get over on... Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little, not really Angels news, but uh, there was a spring training game the other day. Oh, the Cactus League? Cactus League, yes. Yeah. Where... Uh, Sports. Uh, a guy almost took a, a line drive off his face, but instead his beer uh, took the bullet for him. Yeah. Oh no! Um, and so uh, Joe Madden and and Trout um, send up like an autographed bat and some beers to the guy from the dugout. So oh, that was cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean those beers are expensive, so I'm sure glad Trout was able to afford it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just barely making ends meet. Not barely. Got to put the beers in the contract. That's why. All right, oh, and with beers. that, it's time for Neam News. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what was that? Wow. It 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 was yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, I went actual Celestin on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. I think I think we all know what the format is going to be here. Uh, so Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, the the first episode has has landed. Uh, pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll go ahead and circle back around to that um so i'll go ahead and let you guys uh dig into some other things first uh, alex anything you wanted to go over um yeah did i mention last week we saw raya and the last dragon yes. i i had brought it up and, and you said you'd watched it and that you enjoyed it okay yes i did and speaking of chainswords that one has <laughs> also a chainsword which is far superior to the one in brotherhood of the wolf <laughs> uh but they're both really cool Okay. I really like it. Uh, what else did I see? I guess nothing. Oh, wait. I'm playing Rise of the Tomb Raider, and uh, I'm enjoying that game quite a bit. It does... Is, it. Yeah? I was going to say, is that the second or third of the newest ones? Second. second it is okay. the second one. You're in Siberia and snowy places. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of... 
not really an open world. It just gives you areas where you can sandbox and, and walk around in, and then you do more exploring and stuff like that. Uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, cool. Lara Croft uh, is a fucking murder machine. She's out for the for the artifacts. I I started the the whatever the definitive version, the, like the 4K version um, of the, like the newest one that came out a little while ago. Oh, the, it seemed uh, fun. I just got like side shadow and stuff. The, shadow of the Tomb Raider. I, I don't think it was Shadow. I, I forget what it was called exactly. But um, oh, mm. yeah, I'll get I'll get around to it eventually. Back to it, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I'm sure you guys have probably seen this before, but I haven't. I saw some pop up on Reddit. It was somebody, some girl dressed up in cosplay as Laura Croft, but it was like Laura Croft 3.0. So she had just like a very pixelated body and had like her big, <laughs> big pointy boobs and everything. Yeah. It was pretty hilarious. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the I did actually play one of the newer Laura Croft games. I'm not sure. It was maybe like two or three years ago. It was pretty good. I never liked the old ones. But th- this one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw it a lot darker. Well, even just yeah. the graphics when oh, everything's yeah. more than like <laughs> twelve yeah. polygons, it, it adds a lot of uh, character to everything. Mm-hmm. Real quick, uh, the first one I I've played. You know, the the when they first made the remake, I played the first one, and that one had like you slide you sliding down stuff a lot, and you had to avoid death traps, and those yeah. were so insanely hard. And this second one, thankfully, I have done zero. I think they took them all out. I'm not through the game yet, so I can't say for sure. But there isn't any bullshit like deaths or anything. Every time I've died, I know I've done something wrong, and it's I don't I don't feel cheated. So that's a big plus. Yeah, did you ever remember like Conan? Is like Conan plays video games, and that was one <laughs> oh, they yeah. kept showing him, and then she would just like die and get impaled on tree branches and stuff all the time when he was playing. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Jeff, anything you want to go over? Yeah, I've actually seen a few things. Uh, a couple documentaries. One, I believe it was called 90s Kid. It's basically a Soleil Moon Fry, Punky Brewster. Um, apparently when she got when she was a teenager, like pretty much once filming Punky Brewster, she had like a video camera. She was like the original like YouTuber and like, recorded everything. And she they all all those kid actors like hung out together. So it's all these videos with like her and like people from uh, Saved by the Bell and even like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and just any kid back then act, acting that time um, or, or in this stuff and all out of home videos and it's it's pretty much her diary of her like how she was just, you know this little cute star then like the stuff that happened when she she, she uh, grew a little too big and had to get a reduction and. And how that affected her life and how she lost her virginity. And, like, that's a big secret of who it is. And it's kind of revealed, uh, which I won't spoil it if you guys want to, people want to watch the show. But it was interesting. I, I, it wasn't the greatest documentary I've ever seen. But for growing up in the 90s and watching all these people, the whole time I kept looking. I'm like, all right, do I know that person? Do I know that person? <laughs> um, hmm. It was interesting. I, I only remember seeing her in, like, one thing. <laughs> like, after Punky Brewster. It was, like, Sabrina Teenage Witch or something like that. And then that was it, like Melissa Joan Hart. Um, and then I don't remember that. That was like way back in like the late nineties. I don't like since then until she just got her, her show again on. Is it Netflix? I heard yeah, Punky Brewster's so. back, yeah. but I don't know what where it's at. Um, it, it's I saw a commercial. It doesn't look good. <laughs> well, just... if Kamadot Lasar's not in it, then I don't even want to watch it. Eh. But 
Oh, Kazanki. It was in, and like so many of those children stars like killed themselves. Like remember Jonathan Brandis and and there's yeah. like a bunch of them that she just she at the end she's like this movie's dedicated to and it's literally like eight kids. It's <laughs> it's bad. It yeah. Um, so so if parents, if, if you're listening at home, just make sure that that if your kids are gonna do this that. You put the money in a safe place so you can get to it after they kill themselves. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. So anyway, if you're of our age, maybe maybe check it out just for some nostalgia. It's a little sad, too, because of, of that kind of stuff. But and her story is basically fine. Um, and then I watched another one, The Last Blockbuster. And it's about the last blockbuster video left on this planet. And... Um, it's like in Alaska or someplace like that, right? Or it's it... in Bend, Oregon. Oregon. So there was okay. four remaining as of like four years ago, and three of them were in Alaska. Those are all gone now. So there's one left. Wow. In Bend, Oregon, and it's the whole. It, first off, it's like the rise and the fall of blockbuster. Once again, if you're a kid of the '80s and '90s, it's it's a whole experience that people won't know anymore, right? Like going to the video stores, they kind of go over that whole nostalgia thing, and um. So once again, if you're if you're our age, you might find it interesting. I did, and then uh, I won't get too deep into it because well, whatever. Because these guys don't want to talk about it. But I did see the Snyder cut of Justice League on HBO Max, and I, I mean, I want to talk about it. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah. yeah, same. So I won't get into any details. It's a huge improvement. It, it like I said, it's still not an Avengers movie, but it's. It's better than I think a lot of Marvel movies now. Like I, I would have I'd watch it again and I would break it officially. But I, I enjoyed it a lot. And now I'm biased. I love Superman and Batman, so I want this to be good. So I'm putting stuff out there. But I hated the first Justice League so much. And this, it's like a totally different movie. And I'm not getting any spoilers, but it allows the characters to breathe. You actually get backstories on like Cyborg. Like, actually, he makes sense in this movie, and he's one of the best characters in this movie. Which, when I first first theatrical version, like, who the f- it's this guy sucks. I don't know what he's in this movie. Um, a so, little bit with Flash, a little bit with Aquaman, just to build it up. It's not just a Batman movie that happens to have other characters in it. So, so my question, not having seen it, is. Y- like if if you say it gets more room to breathe, like at what point does it not need to be four hours long? I don't know, but what's that? We just watched a nine. Uh, it's just don't watch it at one sitting. We just watched nine hours of Wandavision. Just think of it as that. They actually break it up into parts, so you can. Just, there's like eight parts of this thing. So is there an intermission? There's no intermission, but you you know what? It's on your TV. Just hit pause, go in the other room, and. Yeah, come back. Like I didn't watch it in one sitting. It's freaking away. It's over four hours. But um, yeah, that's what. If it's too long, that's your reason. And I think that's kind of lame because nowadays we just watch all this stuff. We're gonna watch Winter uh, Winter Soldier here for the next. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's it. that's well, uh, the, <laughs> the length is definitely what's keeping me from 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 watching it. It's it's not gonna be what like I'm not gonna not watch it. Um, it just like. I don't see it four hours how it cannot be bloated. But I think you were thinking about it as a movie, though. Is if you watch it as a TV show where you get to develop a character like we did with WandaVision. Okay. I, I would not go watch this in the movie theater. I could not sit in the movie theater for four hours. Okay. But just yeah. don't think of it as... I think it's my point. Like, yeah, maybe I just need to think of it that way. Cause... 
Yes. But it's like a movie, which is effectively what it is. Sure. Yeah, yeah kind of. It's like, you know, how they broke up like the last part of Harry Potter into two parts. But this one's four parts. Yeah. Or and however I think many that parts. Was, the original design was to make it into two movies. From what I've heard. And they just didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. And there's all a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes. And yeah. I'll just say it flushes out the characters better. You understand some of the motives better. You understand the bad guys' motives better. And the CG, they, they fix some of the CG stuff. And um, anyway, I said it's not, it's not a perfect movie. It's far from it. It's still <laughs> Justice League. But it, it definitely improved it, in my opinion. And yeah, I'm sure there there is definitely is some fluff. But I, I enjoyed it. Um, they didn't really add many action scenes, so most of it is just dialogue, but building the characters up. So you care when Cyborg does something or Flash does something or whatever. Hmm. Um, I, I genuinely hope that they didn't fix Cavill's mustache. <laughs> well, that was, let's just say the reason that Cavill's mustache was messed up is because it was reshoots with Joss Whedon. All that stuff's been taken out, so yeah, it's not really there. So, uh, one thing I heard is that the movie is in, uh, what, what is it, 4 by 3 aspect it, ratio? It, it is. Yeah, what not 16 f- by 9. What? <sighs> Which, yeah. why? Because that's how it would be, and that's how he filmed it. That was for IMAX and stuff like that. That's what, IMAX screen is more square than it is wide. God. It it, it, <laughs> it does that's suck, because you think, well, Swiss, grab this bought this brand new giant white screen now you're just going to shrink the bars but then you get used to it quickly that, that did piss me off when i first watched it <laughs> not gonna lie uh so yeah that was kind of weird but the whole thing's four by three yeah the whole thing uh... <laughs> uh, yeah you get over it quick and i will say they do have other Justice League Avengers make cameos in this movie. I'm not going to say who, but a little, okay. more, a little more stuff like that. Right. Um, Vigilante. I'm not saying who anybody is. Star Girl. The question. Anybody? Not mission anybody. Was it that the Spectre? Doctor Fate. Who? Yeah, Doctor Fate. Zatanna. And Zatara. Zatara. And Doctor Manhattan. Rorschach. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Anyways, um, so I'm done. On on to the meat and potatoes. Uh, so uh, the next MCU series is is in full swing now. With uh, the is it Falcon and the Winter Soldier or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um, I think it's, it's not the, important. The for both. Uh, the first episode has dropped, uh, and uh, I. I I, I I've been looking forward to this, but I didn't have a lot of questions going in like I did with uh, Wandavision. Yeah. Um, and this certainly is a different type of show, and I I don't, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. That uh, this is definitely more about the the action. Um, there's there's clearly going to be a little bit of like political thriller mixed into it, um, all the Captain America stuff. Uh, but I I liked um, how it starts. Um, you know, it's it's basically right on the spoiler heels. alert. Oh yes, uh, big yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Uh, right on the heels of Endgame, uh, I think I think Sam says it's been like three months. Does that does that sound right? Um, since I so. 
I since, saw somebody since everybody got snapped back. Somebody did a timeline, and I think it's a few months, but it's after WandaVision, though. I thought is what I saw in the timeline. But anyway, it's with months, so, I mean, it's not that far. Yeah, yeah it's not that far in the future, and, and we, we still get a little bit of, of how that's affecting people. Um, you know, I, I'd still like to see more on, on that on that end of things. But you, you, you mostly only see that between um, Sam and, and, and his sister. Um, so we finally actually get background on Sam outside of just him talking about his past in uh yeah. in winter soldier um so it's cool that he actually gets to get fleshed out um he gets to show up and be a badass uh we, we get the return of gsp which i thought was rad uh like i think his comic like his name is like bardock the leaper or something stupid like that but uh <laughs> he is a, a a recurring villain in the comics oh, yeah. um he's supposed to just be like a good fighter i guess um and, uh, is that the guy who Cap fights on the ship in yes. Winter Soldier? Yes, that, that's, that's what the I guy. thought, but I wasn't yeah. sure. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, right after that, you get a, a pretty slick action sequence, um, like finding the canyons. I thought, I thought that was yeah, really well done. Cool. That felt that felt like big budget movie kind yeah, of stuff for like a TV show. ID, yeah, like ID yeah. four. Um, get to see um, again <laughs> um, as, as as Falcon. You get to see Sam do some really cool shit with the wings. Like at one point, he actually turns it into a shield, um, as opposed to just like kind of blocking with the wings. Um, you get mm-hmm. you get to get to see more stuff that that his little drone can do. Um, I feel like the drone. My back. I feel like the drone can do pretty much anything that the story calls for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, gonna be the plot device. The yeah, plot yeah, yeah. So we'll see about that. We introduce the the other character, which I think is just there to like for exposition. <laughs> I don't know if he's supposed to be anybody. Uh, but mm-hmm. we learned that Sam is still kind of working for the government. Uh, he's like a solo Avenger, I guess. Um, which which begs the question way more than than it does in WandaVision, which is what is the current state of the Avengers? Um, if yeah. you go by by Sam, who was, um, I, I I guess a sanctioned member at that point. Yeah. Although I guess he kind of did break out of jail. I don't know. Um, they didn't really talk about that. But yeah, he, so wait, he, sorry, real quick, because uh, Laura was asking me as we were watching this, uh, who's technically Avengers and not? And so she's like, are the Guardians of the Galaxy? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. But I'm not yeah. sure on some of these. Like, Sam, I think, is officially an Avenger. Yes. Mm-hmm. But is um, the Winter Soldier? Bucky, no. Bucky's not. I mean, clearly he fights with them at the Sure, the of but the as an official Avenger, he's not, in, right? In, 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 the, in the MCU, he's not. No, yeah. Right, yeah, we're talking the movies now, yeah, not comics. Yeah, yeah. So what about, um, like, um, we know Spider-Man is, because he gets anointed by Stark at some point in right, the movies, but right. uh, a lot of the other guys, it's like the last two movies where everyone just kind of joins up, they're really not. They're just helping out, like Doctor Strange is not, right? Yeah, no, he isn't. Uh, no, so, so like, the only people left around would be Wanda. Mm-hmm. Te- is she officially? Yeah. She, was a, she was official Avenger, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Vision, I guess. <laughs> like, technically. Yeah, now. Uh, yeah. yeah, now that's a little more near. Yeah, probably. And 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 Banner. Oh, yeah. Hawkeye still around, no? Well, I think Hawkeye no, was I like... I think he retired. I think he was like retired, basically. Yeah. Um, I guess technically Thor... 
But, but Rhodey, who, by the way, makes a cameo in this show. I think Rhodey... That's a good question. Is Rhodey... Yeah, is he still active duty? Or I think he's... Not? No, he's no Rhodey, he's an Avenger because at the end of Age of Ultron, he's one of the people that assembles. Oh, yeah. So, right, yeah, anyway. so I guess I guess between like the conversation that that Rhodey and uh, and Falcon have, um, it seems like the Avengers aren't really a thing anymore. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but anyways, you get the super slick action sequence, which sounds like we we all enjoyed. Um, we got the return of GSP mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and this other new character. Um, we we learn that. Uh, He's given the shield to the Smithsonian. So I guess that answers some questions about like what Sam does with the shield. So he's clearly not going to get it back right away anyways. Um, like, I think it's pretty pretty clear he's eventually going to get it back. Just a matter of, <laughs> yeah. of, of how. Um, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> he, he donates it. I actually make uh, a joke about uh, Chris Evans posing. <laughs> Whenever he's given his speech. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was that was pretty funny. Um, I uh, really liked the the conversation that 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 Rhodey and and him have when they're walking through the 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 cat museum, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah. And then uh, and then we switch to Bucky. Um, he's he's having nightmares. I really liked the byplay he had with the, the psychiatrist. Um, that actress, uh, her name slips my mind, but. She's great, um, you know, as like somebody who doesn't like put up with other people's bullshit, <laughs> yeah. even super powered individuals. Uh, but yeah, we we'd see more of, of Bucky's backstory. Uh, we we get the the nightmare, and then this is like deep cut here. So they actually that they in I think it, it Civil War. You you see him have the flashback about killing. That same guy. Uh, oh, that's really? the same actor. Yeah, that's the same actor. Wow, cool. Um, who they brought back in to just get killed again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you see see him like working through his guilt, um, and uh, you know, really depressingly helping out the the guy whose whose son he killed. Yeah. Um, and then we get a love interest uh, for for Bucky. Um, it is weird that like she's into him when he sh- when he shows up and he like won't take the gloves off and like if, if not for the fact that he was like helping out the the old man like he would just seem like a total creep to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know maybe, maybe that's just me. Yeah, oh. Maybe. Well, that's another question that Laura asked. Like, do people know who I know? He's not technically Avenger, but people are aware. Like. Darcy and WandaVision knew everything that happened to the Avengers all the time. Like, oh, Vision right, died and all this. Right. Do people not know who Bucky is, like Winter Soldier, who helped out with this? Do they know who Sam is? Besides a like, Cap and Tony Stark, are the other ones known as well or no? So, for for him specifically, um, I was thinking about that. And other than, like, the, the explosion in... Sokovia? No, no, no. It actually came up. This this came up in um, in Valverde <laughs> in Everybody Wandavision in uh, one of the commercials. Um, oh, the one where Wanda 
shot the bomb up and it killed a bunch of people. Yeah, it was like Lagos. Oh, that's what Lagos. Lagos, yeah. Maybe okay, so maybe it wasn't Lagos. Um but anyways, other than that explosion doesn't really show up anywhere. Like internationally. And then they actually show him in the museum like he's officially dead. Um Yeah. So I guess I guess the implication here is that yeah, no like he's not an Avenger, he's not there for any of the, the glory or whatever. So so nobody really knows. At least most people the general public don't know who he is. Okay. Yeah, because I wondered about that. Like, do people know there was a talking raccoon that helped out and stuff too? And a yeah. tree. <laughs> it's kind of uh, weird. Maybe. Well, okay. Maybe so, they'll answer some of these questions. Yeah, so we, we get we get him working through through his stuff, um, and then uh, some some family drama where um, that that is. Uh, uh, I, so I couldn't figure out if the cat was actually supposed to be racist or not. Um, they definitely imply that that it's part of the reason why they don't get the loan. Um, thing. Yeah, and I kind of I mean, it's like very that easy to leave, but I can tell if he's just being a, like a schmuck or if that played into it or not. Because I saw that coming a mile away. I I said I told them like, oh, watch this. We're going to find out that Avenger who can save the world, save billions of lives, trillions of lives, yeah, can't get a bank yeah. loan because he's black. And yeah. they did that, but then they also did put the twist on with the five year thing, so it wasn't just flat out that, which I kind of like. Like it was a mixture of it's still racism, but maybe there is everyone who was blipped is now being race, you know, being discriminated against. Yeah. So I, I think I think racism did play a little bit into it because she talks about how. Like their father also couldn't like get that same loan or whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I did, again, I, I I like that there's this this family dynamic there. Um, Uncle Sam. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Sam, Uncle Sam. Um, so uh, yeah, then we cut to this other character. I can't even remember his name. Um, and there's the weird heist, and then there's the enhanced person uh, who kicks him into the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Torres was that guy's name. Torres, okay. Um, and yeah, there's this new. What? What? I don't, what was the organization? I didn't even catch that. What were they supposed to be uh, called? Flag smashers, flag burners. Flag burners. I think that's what it was. Something with flags. You're right. I don't yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's this this pseudo anarchy group, anarchist group. Uh, that they're trying to get the bottom of, because um, they're like doing high tech, high techy stuff. I couldn't quite figure out like why the guy was interested to begin with. Um, I think they're using like Pokemon Go to like get <laughs> yeah, their people to get using cover yeah. for their heists. Yeah. They're using AR <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we get a villain here um, that should come back, um, and then in the big finally, I don't know. It's, twist although um, it was it was a pretty big twist for me yeah uh, we find out like, that, oh, the, that the same same guy who was like in the beginning of the show was thanking sam for donating the shield like oh you're doing the right thing you're doing the right thing it was also the same one that was like giving the speech about how they need a new captain america so they went ahead and got a new captain america and they gave a shield away yeah and he's just like fuck <laughs> <laughs> I made a huge mistake yeah yeah so the, <laughs> This this new cat the, the the episode ends with this new cap showing up um, with the helmet. So you get a super good look at his face. 
but he looks like kind of a goober already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then it, then it ends like, because yeah, he basically gave that shield away. So, mm-hmm. um, yep, that's where we're at. So, you know who that actor is, right? It's Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn's kid. Oh, is really? His? Yeah, I did Ooh. not. Yeah, I bet he's good at hockey. He is. That's the one that was good at hockey. Um, his name's is that Wyatt Russell? I think is his name because named after <laughs> Wyatt. Uh, uh, did you notice that? Yeah, the new Caps costume. He's the fucking U.S. agent. It's awesome. I, I can't believe know it. That is. I don't know what that is. U.S. agent in the comic books was kind of like a yeah, like a bit of a replacement for Captain America when he went away. But he was more like a CIA wet work kind of guy so he he was unhinged and he wasn't all there but he had you know the shield and that that costume that alternate cap costume i thought it was pretty awesome was like, oh shit u.s agent okay yeah uh so yeah uh good all right so i i have one question start. and in this universe or in this world whatever this timeline cap is still alive he's an old man but he is still alive, right? I think so, unless something happened that we don't know about. He might have, like, I don't know, he's passed away from old age or something. Yeah, because I don't think they said anything. So I'm just wondering no, if that's going to be played up. Like, why? Or people just don't know. Like, they think he's dead and he's just still living his life as an old man with Peggy or what. But yeah, in theory, he's alive. He's an old man. But just, but he's, he should be alive. <laughs> to, mm-hmm. Just, just to, to go nerd digression here. Mm-hmm. You know, we were we were talking about this before. Did he go back in time in their their timeline or different timeline? And and you guys kind of talked me into the idea that it was this timeline. Yeah. But I've thought about it again some more, and I don't see how that could be possible because it would have fucked up everything in this timeline. No, because he returned all the stones as soon as they were taken. Scott, we went over this. <laughs> Scott, damn it! Right. So he he would never been around for everything that just happened. Yes, he would have because he went from the future to the past. So, so, so there's so two Captain Americas so, running around. So, okay, so there couldn't have been though. Yes, there is. He just stayed in the shadows because he knew everything was going to happen. So he just stayed like at the opposite end of the country or the globe. So, so, like that. so, what was Peggy doing that whole time? She probably went off on her adventures too, and then came back home to Cap. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it would have worked that way. Why not? Is it would have fucked everything up? No, it wouldn't have. Maybe, maybe, up? maybe he settled down with Peggy once she retired from Shield. I think he was in a different timeline. Boom. Nope. This timeline, bro. I anyway. still, think, I still agree with Alex, but I, I'm not putting that much extra thought into it. So <laughs> you, you could, I could be convinced either way, but I always that thought was it was off the top of my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's never not the thing. <laughs> you, <Alex. laughs> yeah, um, that's true. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> yeah, um, or more. Uh, so, uh, questions for future episodes: how how do Sam and and Bucky hook up here? Like, what's what's going to be the thing that brings? Obviously, this Uber organization that's got this guy that's got Captain America esque powers. Um, Maybe he's mad that somebody else takes the shield. Uh, so we'll we'll see about I that. I think this new Cap's going to do some stuff that's like a that's a bad name 
gives a bad name to Captain America, and they're going to have to... I believe what they're doing to Cap Shield and this, and they're going to get. I think he's just not going to be effective. He's either not going to be effective, or he's just going to be like how Cap originally was, where they just use him for propaganda. Yeah, I still think one of the things that unites him is that he's going to make a mockery mockery of the Shield and the Cap. Cap. Yeah, I figured he was going to be like a weenie or something, and like take credit for other people's work or shit like that. Could be. Mm -hmm. So I, I know. Part of the cast, so I know like at least who one of the big villains is. I'm not going to mention it here in case you guys haven't. I don't know, so, so yeah, okay. So I won't say uh, better be Deadpool. How'd you know, <laughs> Captain Deadpool? It's nah, actually just it's Deadpool. actually it's actually Quicksilver, but but Aaron <laughs> but but Aaron Johnson, not not the. Uh, it's a uh, James Boner yeah, or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> um, the actual Pietro. So, so I, I want to say that one thing I'm in, interested in to see how much they get me to care about Sam because, I, to be honest, going I don't have much interest in him. Like as a character, he was cool, and like the whole stuff that he was, you know, a friend that Cat made coming back into society now, and the whole post tra- uh, post war trauma, all that stuff is interesting. But for me, who loves comic book movies, he has no superpowers. He didn't even like in he's not like Batman or Tony Stark where he created his tech. No, he just uses somebody else's tech. Like I, I don't other than being a really great guy, I, there's not much for me there. So I'm interested to see I'm hoping they can do that for me. Um and, yeah. and Bucky, he does have some superpowers, so I think I'm a little more interested in him, but even them at the same time I'm like, eh, I I don't really know. So I'm just saying that's where I'm coming at with this show. Is like, yeah, yeah. I think are, I think for for me and Sam, just the most interesting thing is just him how how he gets to the mantle because I, I still don't think it's going to be Bucky. Um, so how how does he get to it? And they they kind of go out of their way. Um, like I was I saw a Reddit post the other day where they somebody pointed out that that scene in the first Captain America movie where Stanley Tucci's character tells him you know doing like we picked you not because you're a good soldier but that you're a good man so Mm -hmm. and then at the end of endgame that's basically what what cap tells sam so (laughs) and then this good man just gives the shield away yeah then just gives the shield away (laughs) well that's what a good man would do that is interesting except he hasn't been injected with super super serum yet (laughs) so maybe yet or ever because so, the shield, like they can make a big deal about the shield. I don't care if I held the shield. I'm a pretty good, dude. I ain't gonna help. <laughs> I ain't do shit. Well, maybe I'll block a bullet or two, but I ain't gonna be able to fling it and catch it and run super fast and punch people in the neck. I'm saying, yeah. So mm-hmm. there it is. Yeah. But, All right. I really wasn't looking forward to WandaVision either. So I'm, I'm sure it'll come out good. That's just going into it. Those will be my issues. Is that okay? How do you make me care about Sam and Bucky? Because they're not, they're you might as well throw Hawkeye in there. Three of my least favorite (laughs) Avengers. So, well, at least Hawkeye's not getting a show. (laughs) Ooh, Mm -hmm. he was supposed to, right? No, he still is. Okay. Um, We're like the next show with Loki. I'm all about that because he was, you know, he's one of the better villains slash heroes of the Marvel Universe. But. Mm All right. Okay. There it is. Looking forward to next week. Another yeah. big action sequence, I'm sure. Do we mm-hmm. know how long this series is? I, 
I think it's shorter. I think this one's shorter. So too. But the episode, I think, clocked in at almost 50. Yeah, it was like 44, 47 or something. It's definitely over 40, so a little more long form than than uh, WandaVision, but... I just hope somebody calls him Mr. Falcon in this movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's one thing I wanted to bring up. They actually say bullshit a couple times, once or twice. Yeah, uh, they're getting they're getting saucy in Disney in Disney Plus yeah. content here. PG thirteen. They just I don't know. F. I don't even think they say shit in in WandaVision, right? They don't say anything. Yeah, and shit. No, but we've heard like Tony Stark say shit in <laughs> language. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Cap's done it. Yeah, according to IMDb, there's six episodes. Okay, don't know how Damn. accurate that is, but okay. that's a lot to pack in. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. Anything else uh, you guys wanted to go over here, Falcon or otherwise? Well, I just thought the title of this episode was called "New World Order," so I didn't see Hulk Hogan or Suck it. or was that <laughs> Oh God, Scott, you blew it. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> this is this, this, this is Sharp- Kevin Nash. This is Sharpie Sharpie Hogan. Sharpie Hogan and um, Razor Ramon. Why can't Scott Hall? The all wow. all time. Heel turn. <laughs> yes. Nobody saw that coming. All right. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go to patreon.com slash Hans Shot First. Be excellent. from Springfield. We at Hans Shot First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shot First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.